Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spa, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, speaking of women, uh, Dannon, yes, Dannon, the big uh, yogurt company, in fact, one of the largest yogurt companies in the whole world, is teaming up with Michelle Obama. Um, There's an article in WallStreetJournal.com that I gleaned this from, thanks to Carol Lee and Annie Gasparro, the authors. Um, They're going to announce this week that they are scaling back on sugar and fat in their yogurt products. It's the latest business to team up with Ms. Obama, and it's all around her Let's Move initiative and Partnership for a Healthy America. The idea is setting goals for reducing those kinds of bad things in foods that can help uh, lend itself to childhood obesity. Now, we know Subway's done the same thing. Darden Restaurants that own the Olive Garden and other casual dining chains have also made a commitment to reduce calories and sodium in foods and along with meeting other nutritional targets. Uh, but now Dan is on the bandwagon. It will be interesting to see if other yogurt companies will follow suit. Um, Right now, Dannon draws nearly 30% of the dollars spent on yogurt, according to Nielsen. And, um, you know, I don't know if you remember, but last month, Ms. Obama, along with the FDA, announced a redesign of nutrition labels on the back of packaged food. The idea there is to highlight calories and disclose added sugar, among those other bad things, as we all know, that we are, as parents, are monitoring for in our kids, but also should be monitoring for in ourselves. Under the new agreement, according to the WallStreetJournal.com, Dannon is setting the goal of changing its product line by 2016 so that 70%, which is a lot, of its products contain 23 grams of le- or less of sugar per six-ounce serving. Right now, that 62%. They're going to increase it by another 8%. And all products marketed to kids will meet that standard. So that is pretty darn cool. Let's see if Chobani and some of these others follow suit. I bet Chobani does. All right. Uh, Purse Profile today is a target trendsetter. Yep, she's a woman out there purchasing denim for herself and for her family. As you know, each and every week we take a deep dive into a specific consumer target. And the target trendsetter is all about mom. There's more than 9 million women out there that fall into this category. Medium incomes around 90K. Median age is 40. A third of them are college grads. A quarter of them are homemakers full-time. They're hopeful and entrepreneurial, putting their family first, of course, indulging those kids with little extras and spending most of their time at home with their family. They do shop all the time. 
not necessarily because they like it, although many of them do say they do, it's because they have to. They will switch up brands for variety and novelty, and they are seeking out deals uh, more than they are seeking out brands. So they are going uh, to the clearance rack. Coupons will draw them into stores where they don't normally shop. They're shopping for specials and bargains, and they consider themselves to be very informed consumers. Their kids do influence where they shop and what they shop for. So if you want to reach mom, you might want to go through the kids. They do struggle with money, as many of us do, especially these days, and they do not like the idea of being in debt. So she's shopping at Land's Inn, Old Navy, Gap, uh, Nine West, Kohl's, um, Michael's, Toys R Us are some of the top places that she's shopping. Um, and she's driving a Volkswagen or a Honda, a Dodge, a Chrysler, a Volvo. If you're a marketer, you can intersect with our target trendsetter through magazines. She's reading all the parenting magazines that you can imagine, like Parenting and Family Fun. She's also reading Real Simple, Red Book, and she's um, reading things about her home as well. So House Beautiful is a top one. She's online a lot, not only on her websites getting news at MSNBC, for example, but she's on those kids' sites like Disney and Nickelodeon as well. So uh, keep in mind uh, that woman. She's very, very important to us. So I am being joined today by Frank DeMaria. He's the CEO of the Americas for Social 360. Social 360 helps communicators manage corporate reputation as well as guide strategy for searching critical conversations taking place on the social web. Frank DeMaria has been around Social 360 for just a year, joining them from NASDAQ OMX Group as Global Head of CorpCom and has previously served as head of communications at Newsweek Magazine and also global head of media relations at Thomson Reuters. I'm thrilled to have Frank on the show. Stick around. We're going to be talking about social, uh, what's happening these days and what's in the works. So stick around. More from Purse Strings when we return after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. 
Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to The Hook with Katie Kempner, where Katie talks with advertising visionaries, top journalists, cutting-edge creatives, authors, and PR gurus. Hear what these industry insiders have to say about the changing landscape of advertising and PR today. The Hook with Katie Kempner. On demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Frank DeMaria. He's the CEO of the Americas for Social 360. Social 360 helps communicators like those of you listening today manage corporate reputation and guide strategy for searching for critical conversations taking place on the social web. And today we're going to be talking about the latest in social listening applications and the oh-so-important job of interpretation. Frank, I'm thrilled to have you on the program. Welcome. Thanks, Maria. I'm so happy to be here. Well, first, tell us a little bit about Social 360. You've only been there for about a year, I think. Yeah, I've been here a year. I mean, I think this, you know, I've come out of the communications world, so this (laughs) type of thing has been in my world for a very long time. Well, very long time. What's long, I suppose, social media has been probably in PR for, I don't know, let's call it 10 years, probably more like five or less. <laughs> well, I know, it, and it feels probably like in dog years, right? I mean, it does because it, it it's a twenty four seven it's a twenty four seven job uh, leading a social team, a social group like Social Three Hundred and Sixty. I know. I mean, we can't afford not to be listening and interpreting twenty four seven. And um, you know, reputation management is something I know my clients have to stay on top of. I'm sure you're staying on top of it for your clients. Um, but, you know, part of the challenge, I think, is, is exactly that, trying to not only make sure that you're capturing everything that's being said across social channels, but that, um, you know, it's, it's got to be hard to, um, you know, understand what consumers are saying in general. Can you talk a little bit about where consumers can go to understand companies, their product and services, and then also to share their own opinions about things? Yeah, I think it's the second part. That's uh, what we see from consumers. It's where they go to actually voice an opinion rather than to find out more about a company. I mean, traditionally, they still do go to websites, and they do look at a company's Facebook page and a company's presence in social. What we look at is what's being said. So often companies will come to us and say, well, you know, we don't do a lot in social. And they say, well, that's, that, that may be, but there are a lot of people who consume your products, be they consumer products or other, um, who are saying things, or there are conversations about your brand that are taking place on this thing called the social web um, that you need to pay attention to. So in a sense, we're not trying to capture everything. We're just looking for those things that are most impactful that, that would actually impact the, the, the corporate communication strategy that is being executed by a company. Right. So really honing in on the relevant conversation. So how do you start that process of calling through all the conversations to get down to what's really relevant? Yeah, and the reason we built this company is because, you know, as practitioners and, and my partners and I are all out of the communications world, as are the people who look at the data that we scrub, um, we found that there wasn't a tool that was actually effectively doing it. So either we had a data feed that gave us way too much 
or it wasn't effective in finding those things that we were looking for. So the solution we came up with was to develop our own search technology that is very good at putting um, information into relevant buckets based on keywords, but also the associations with those words that, that are important. Um, we scrape all that data down, and then we actually have human beings with real communication experience um, sift through that data looking for the relevant uh, re- relevant uh, conversations or relevant pieces that might be sitting at, in the, on the social web. Well, and once you've done all of that, you've identified the conversations. I mean, then you have to, I would expect, create and execute a communications plan that remains true to the brand. And oftentimes that needs to happen in real time, you know, especially for those things that require urgent response. Uh, Do you find that companies tend to have protocols in place already, or is that something that that you tend to be doing for them, and then do you, you know, are, are you recommending there are certain people within those companies that should own it? So our, our approach, or where we sit in the mix, is not in giving the advice as to what to do with what, what we found, but to identify that intelligence. Is, you know, Got it. Coming, from the, coming from the corporate communications world, there's nothing more I'd love than to give advice, but our <laughs> our approach is not to. I guess I know you can't shut me up. <laughs> Let them do it, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it's giving them those things that allow them to kind of course correct a communication strategy. So if you're going through ISIS, or if you're going through MA, or if you just want to monitor what's being said about your company um, brand or products or um, or an issue that you're facing, we will give you the intelligence to actually give you the layer to allow you to course correct your strategy to make sure you're addressing things in the right way and to take the decision whether to react or not. On the consumer front, you know, I, I've sat with many corporate um, communications executives who um, you know, have a team in place that are, are looking at what consumers are saying, and from a customer service perspective, they need they need to react very very quickly to the things they're seeing. So, if you're Con Edison, for example, and you're 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 monitoring Twitter and other other blogs and places where people will voice a concern about something that's happening locally, they need to take that in house and to look at those things and decide what is the policy we'll put in place to react to those people. So, giving a good customer service, as it were. We, try, we, we as a company stay away from that, and we're, we're more into the, the higher-level reputation stuff yeah. that's impacting brands. Are you finding that companies have put product protocols in place and they do have people within their organizations that do own that, though? I mean, as opposed to, it, you know, kind of finger-pointing, that, that belongs over here in that person's group or that belongs over here in that person's group. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get you out of that, but I think you'd be maybe maybe you wouldn't be surprised. There are, I think, fewer rather than many companies that are actually getting that right. Um, mm-hmm. They are grappling with it internally. I know from my past experience in corporate communications, it was one of those things where, you know, what is this social media thing, and where does it live? Does it live in the marketing side? Does it live in the PR side? And what is the difference between PR and marketing now, particularly with social sitting on top? All of that stuff is converging almost into one, so it's a gigantic gray area. And I see some companies get it right. Some companies are still struggling with it. But I think the one thing that they have to understand is to knock those barriers down and to communicate effectively amongst those groups for now is critically important. All of the stuff they're pulling out is important to both sides. Absolutely. And the point is, don't let inertia take over because you don't know who owns it. That's the worst thing you can do with social, right? I mean, especially if you know there's a problem. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you'll see that that, that inertia and that fear hit, hit um, you know, a team and they really don't know what to do. And, you know, they know that something on social can spread like wildfire. Um, identifying it is definitely the first step, but it isn't the, it, it's the first step. So you need to really get a strategy in place that can help deal with those things as you need to. But, I yeah. mean, we're getting calls now from companies that want to do this. They know they need to, to monitor this thing called the social web, but they don't really know how. 
um, but they take great comfort in the fact that if there's someone who's actually been through it, can help them help guide them through it as they should be looking for. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I've kind of seen within agencies a change, you know, from didn't really have a department or now they have a department. The department may or may not live in advertising, may live, you know, in PR. So it's kind of the same struggles on the agency side. And then I've seen agencies create these 24-7 listening hubs where, you know, literally it's around the clock monitoring for social streams and blogs and Twitter and YouTube and other other social channels. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think of, of the need to do that particular approach. I mean, is that well, is that how you're set up? No, it is not. And I'm going to be controversial here. I don't actually see the need um, to monitor and to spend an obscene amount of money to monitor 24-7 what's being said on the social web. I think um, from a crisis perspective, we actually advocate no more than we would report or create a report for you that you would get in a crisis, let's say, so the worst possible scenario, no more than three times a day. And the reason we say that is what we're seeing coming back and keeping in mind we're stripping out the volume and giving you just the relevance. So it's a page to five pages max, this report. Um, more than more than two or three times a day, you're actually spending more time looking at the same thing than executing on strategy. So we'll give you an example of how a particular thing is, is starting to bubble up on the net. And it'll literally be a very simply put uh, bullet point in English saying, here's an issue, and here's three good examples of influencers that are saying the same thing. You need to act on this. Rather than here's five million tweets that you need to look at or retweets or whatever it is, you can get buried in it. So what we're trying to do is, is pull people away from the, the scary volume and say, just focus on these things. This is going to be the lion's share of what you need to deal with and will have the biggest impact on your corporate communication strategy. So focus here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that interpretation that I know you feel is so critical, the importance of the human involvement in the listening process, not just mm-hmm. here's all this data, let me throw it at you, but that interpretation of that, um, of that data. We find it absolutely critical. You know, for one client, we were um, given a brief. I won't name the name of uh, the, the company, but you know, a big company. We were we were searching for one thing, um, and within it, what we found was something we didn't ask for. And our technology is is good at saying you know, you've asked for all all of these things with these keywords, but I'm seeing a lot of repetition of this particular thing. Um, so I'm going to put that aside. You need to go back and look at it. You, human being with some experience, need to look at this. Um, and what we found for this one particular client is. Outside of the brief, we identified a petition that was critically important to one of their products, which was a consumer product, um, but it only had 50 signatures at the time. So the our editor, with good communications experience, said, all right, it's 50, but it, those 50 people would really impact the brand. And if that grew, that could be a problem. So we pulled it forward and put it in front of the client. And lo and behold, it became a bigger petition. So it allowed them enough runway to start thinking through what their strategy needs to be on that particular issue. And we argue that it's difficult for a machine to do that. So the machine would have said, okay, it's, it's essentially black and white, so we wouldn't have really played with that because it didn't fit the keyword criteria. Um, so we'll leave that alone. But a human being would say, well, let me play with that a little bit because I think with my experience, I've seen this happen before. You need to see this. Mm-hmm. And I Absolutely. think that's the difference. And we've struggled with any technology that can do all that better than a human being, or well, better than a human being and technology combined. So certainly, exactly. things in the mix. Exactly, you can't have one or the other. It's best when they're combined. Right. Frank, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, though. I want to talk a little bit about what your biggest frustration is with what social listening currently can and cannot do. And if there's a gap between what the brands are asking for, what your clients are asking for, and what social listening delivers. So more from Frank DeMaria when Pershings returns in just a moment. 
Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Why do over 15,000 small businesses love working with Infusionsoft? Because we believe in people and their dreams. We empower entrepreneurs and our groundbreaking tools help small businesses grow and thrive. We listen. We care. We serve our customers and we do what we say we'll do. We're always trying to commerce. We help small businesses like yours succeed. Go to Infusionsoft.com slash radio to watch a free product demo. That's Infusionsoft.com slash radio. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Our host, Gordon Rudell, will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Fired Up with Gordon Rudell, on demand anytime, inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Frank D. Maria, CEO of the Americas for Social 360, and we've been talking a lot about the critical nature of social listening, how companies need to be doing it, and or turning to Social 360 for an example to do that for them. But then when they receive all of that great data, that information, not to let inertia take over and actually be able to act on that. But also in light of all of that, the importance of having humans be part of the process, not just requiring on an algorithm or a software to spit out um, all of this data at someone, but really to have that interpretation so that they can bring the right things forward uh, so that companies know exactly what they should be focusing on. And in light of that, I kind of had this other question that I was thinking about, Frank, which is because this is your business, you have to have some frustrations about what social listening currently can and can't do. And um, I'm wondering if you ever find a gap between what your clients are asking for and what social listening can actually deliver. Definitely. I think the frustration uh, for everyone is, is an in or out sentiment. I get asked more more often than not 
can you give us a, you know, pulling out those important conversations is great, but give me a view on the, what is the sentiment? Is it positive, neutral, or negative, and how should I focus on it? Um, there isn't an algorithm that does that very well. And in fact, human beings don't do it well because, Maria, you may have a view on one thing, I might have the other view. So whether it's positive to you or neutral to me is kind of neither here nor there. So what we focus our energy on is influencers. So what we try to pull out of the mixture is, okay, over time, here say your 10 the 10 people are saying the most about you and hear the conversation threads that they're saying. So in a sense, it doesn't really matter whether it's positive, neutral, or negative. You, as the person running that company, will know whether it is. But what I'm saying to you is that these are the folks you need to focus on. So let's not worry so much about sentiment. But more and more, there are there is a need for that, particularly in the consumer sense, where you have millions and sometimes tens of millions of people commenting around a brand, maybe you do just want a snapshot on whether that the latest technology or gadget that you put out is, is trending positive, neutral, or negative. There isn't technology or humans together even that do that effectively uh, mm-hmm. at all at this point. Do you think so we're going to get there? I mean, do you think we're going to find that, that perfect solution to sentiment tracking? You know, I don't think we'll ever find a perfect solution, um, but I think it'll get better. I, I mean, my time at Reuters, I know within Reuters, they were trying to figure out machine-readable news and how does that work and how will that, how will that if fed into an algorithm, impact uh, an investment decision. That's pretty heavy stuff, but within it, there needs to be sentiment. It needs to be able to sift through sarcasm and, and decide whether something is, is actually, you know, something that would be critical to an investment decision based on not just the word, but the but the context around it. So I would imagine it will, um, you know, at some point, and when it does, it'll be a great addition to still looking for the threads of communication within the social web. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that KPIs have changed over the last, you know, last five years at least. That sentiment might now be a critical KPI that you capture. What benchmarks didn't exist a decade ago that you now consider critical to the way we're doing business today? That's a good question, actually. Um, I would say, I, I don't know is the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, immediate yeah. Answer to that. Um, in terms of benchmarks, I think, because we're not looking to, to index against anything. What we are literally looking for is that conversation thread. And I think yeah. that's the difference. I think, and I see this a lot. You see there's this desire to benchmark stuff and to index it. Yes, exactly. What you'll see from our product is we're, we're looking at volume. So, um, either volume versus keywords or um, or a particular issue or volumes on platforms to get a sense as to what it is you're looking at and whether it's trending up or down, just as an overview to get a sense of is this thing starting to bubble up or is it coming off the boil and how will that impact my, uh, how, I'm, how I'm dealing with a particular issue. Mm-hmm. Well, and exactly. If only two people are talking about it, it you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, did it really make a noise? You know, that kind of thing. Um, right. I'm sure looking at volume is, is a big one. And I, I know the sentiment thing you brought up, I, I know that is a challenge. I know we struggle with it here. I know others struggle with it. Um, and it is very much up for interpretation. But it is, I think, a pretty important KPI, especially for a lot of companies who care a lot about what people yeah. are saying about them. And, and even when they may not need to, right? But they still right. care. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm. you have a macro view at the industry, um, being this is your area of specialty. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned at all about the future of consumer privacy regulation? Is that a a threat to social listening and what it can capture? I mean, I know there's been a lot of discussion around that whole topic. Is that something you're concerned about? 
It isn't, and the, and the reason for that is that um, the stuff that we search, and that actually all the algorithms that are out there search is in the public domain already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, whether these tools can in fact go behind that is not is not the point. We must take it behind there. So what we're seeing is what is publicly available. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason for that is that's what the masses will actually be able to see, and you can't violate privacy laws by going behind these walls. So it isn't a huge threat. I think people will continue to use these platforms to communicate um, in a public way because that's the point of them, I suppose. Um, and and why they, while they keep doing that, we'll be able to listen to the things that they're saying and report back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we've run out of time, sadly. I think this is a topic that we just kind of barely touched the top yeah. of. You know, when it comes to social, it's affecting pretty much everything that we do in every in every business, every company out there. And I'm sure Social 360, you've kind of seen it all at this point. But it is an exciting, even though it's still something that every company is dabbling in. I still feel like it's, we're in our infancy, you know, with it. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I really appreciate you giving me the time. Thank you very much. You bet. And I want to drive everybody to your site as well, social360monitoring.com, social360monitoring.com. Check them out. Thanks to my producer, George, and join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.